All right, we're live. Hello, everybody. Um, so this is the second time we're having a, a live Bible study of the book of Hebrews. So uh, welcome back to the channel. I'll let this mind be in you. Um, Brother Michael D'Angelo, if you're uh, joining us for the first time, uh, this is a, a ministry. Read all about us there on our, our about section on our YouTube page. Um, it's about having the mind of Christ. Uh, we go to nothing but the Bible. And uh, if we give an opinion, we make it very clear that it is an opinion. Uh, or maybe we're not very clear on something yet. But um, we want to follow the Bible. If you're, uh, I will say, if you are joining us, make sure you drop a line saying, hey, I'm here. Um, it's, I understand it's a Saturday night. There's probably not going to be very many people uh, that watch this live. Um, but that's okay. Um, it's something that I'd like to do every so often. Uh, I know it's been a couple weeks since I've been on here, but um, uh, it's been busy. So um, so let's get started right away. Um, we Last time we covered just the first three verses of chapter one. And when we did, um, I said, oh, man, there's so much more there. And it, it really is that we're not going to be able to get to everything. And I don't want to um, belabor a point or anything like that. I just want to just uh, kind of go back through as a way of, of, um, of uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Review. Uh, that's the best way. So we're going to go back in a way of review and uh, and then bring maybe bring up some, some new stuff and maybe some things that um, might be of interest to somebody. Um, but then we can, we can discuss it. And again, if I have my, uh, my laptop right here in front of me, so if there's anything that you guys want to ask a question, um, I should see that pop up here. It may have a slight delay, but that's going to be all right. And if you're tuning in um, and you can't hear something or we're having some sort of technical uh, difficulties, please let me know about that as soon as possible so I can try to correct that. Okay, so let's start into the book of Hebrews. Um, so if you remember, or if you've seen the introduction to the book of Hebrews video here on the, on the channel, um, we, we discussed some different things about who maybe was the uh, person that was used to pen the, the book um, or the letter. Uh, we came to the biblical conclusion that the Holy Spirit wrote it. Because we, we brought up several different things where all scripture is given by inspiration and, and, and so forth and so on by the Holy Spirit of God. Um, there, there's not even a controversy about that. The Bible's written by God. So uh, it was given by his inspiration and used men to, to write it down. Now, whether or, not, um, whether or not that was the Apostle Paul or somebody like... Uh, Apollos or somebody we may not even know about it doesn't matter but we we touched on some of those points we hit a couple of the the uh, some of the different maybe arguments that are out there we also talked about what the main focus of the book of Hebrews was I found it very interesting that the book of Hebrews has so much stuff in it um, written of course to the Hebrew people um, the children of Israel were given certain promises and um, they were looking for their Messiah, and they rejected him when he came. Um, the Bible says he came unto his own, his own received him not. But 
there's a lot of prophecy within this book. There's a lot of, um, as I was talking to a brother the other day, there's a lot of uh, stuff in here that's profitable for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Um, there's some doctrine uh, for this period of time that we live in now, this dispensation. Um, but a lot of it is applicable to us now, but also it's going to have a more rich or more um, fuller meaning and during the time of Jacob's trouble. So we'll maybe get to all that stuff when we kind of come across it in the book of Hebrews. But all, like I said, that's all in the way of review. And we went through the first three verses. So let's just go ahead and get started. Um, that was just the way of introduction. Reminder, please check out our YouTube channel, which you're on right now. Uh, subscribe. Uh, make sure you hit the notification bell. Click that notification bell so you'll know when we go live or different things such as that or post a new video. Um, the Facebook page is up and running. So let this mind be in you ministries on Facebook. And we also, this should, after it gets done posting, should go over to our Apple podcast. Now, um, that's really a, a lot of different platforms you can reach this channel uh, and interact with this ministry. So please drop us a line if you're on any one of those and let us know um, um, what your thoughts are. So, all right. Hebrews chapter 1 and in verse 1. God, who at sundry times and in divers manners, spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets. Remember, we spoke about this being the um, how he spoke to them in those times past. It was in through different ways. Um, I, I think about the accounts of um, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Um, where was that? That we were, I was just saw a verse where it says that uh, he spoke to God spoke to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Uh, bear with me a moment. This is live, so I don't have a script. I think it's Exodus. I wrote it down when I saw it. Uh, yes. It is Exodus. Okay, Exodus chapter 6. Exodus chapter 6 in verse... Um, let's start in verse 1. Then the Lord said unto Moses... Well, in context here, just to give a... Um, what this is all about. So, the in context, Moses just got done telling, got done telling God, Oh, I can't go and do what you want me to do. I, I don't have... I don't have um, very good speech, so forth and so on. Uh, then the Lord said, this is verse 1 of chapter 6 of Exodus. Then the Lord said unto Moses, Now shalt thou see what I will do to Pharaoh, for with a strong hand shall he let them go, and with a strong hand sh shall he drive them out of his land. And God spake unto Moses, and said unto him, I am the Lord. Just like we just got done reading there in Hebrews, where... Um, in sundry times and in diverse manners, spoke in times past unto the fathers by the prophets. So Moses here is being spoken to directly by the Lord. And I appeared, this is very interesting, verse 3, And I appeared unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob by the name of God Almighty, but by my name, Jehovah, 
was I not known to them? So when I was reading that um, the other day, I went to Genesis. So you can find these, cross-reference these um, in Genesis 14, chapter 14, Genesis chapter 17, and Genesis chapter 18, where God speaks directly to Abraham with a physical voice. And in the case of Abraham, if you look back at Genesis 14, 17, and 18, um, he's appearing to him as a man. So, wow. Genesis chapter 26 and verse 2, we see where God spoke to Isaac. And then in Genesis 32 and verse 24, um, I just want to make sure I got the right one there. Genesis 32 and verse 24. My daughter is getting ready for bed, and she is not pleased. She is not pleased right now, but that's okay. Genesis 32 and verse 24. Yes, right, yeah. So it's the account when Jacob has a wrestling match with God. Um, <laughs> and if you don't think that's God there, um, okay. We'll talk about that some other time. But anyways, so yes. Verse 1, spoke in uh, divers manners or different ways in times past unto the fathers by the prophet. Hath in these last days spoken unto us by his son. Uh, again, I pointed out in the last video that that's, that's very re a remarkable statement right there because when somebody usually mentions the last days, they think, well, yeah, this, we're really nearing the last days. But the last days have been, uh, <laughs> was spoken unto us Hath in these last days spoken unto us by his son. So the last days have been for quite a long time. One of the Bible verses say, uh, where is the promise of his coming? Um, a lot of people say, hey, he's been saying he's been coming. He's going to come back. He's going to come back. Where's the promise of his coming? But we know that he could come the imminent or the at any moment return of Jesus Christ um, has been since, well, since he uh, rose into heaven. So another subject for another day. Anyways, continue reading here in verse 2, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. Remember, we talked about that. In the beginning was the word, and word was with God, and the word was God, and talks about how he created the worlds. Um there's also Romans 8.16, uh, where we're going to talk about some other things. So you can go back to the first video and check that text right there. But let's start in verse, th let's continue here in verse 3, where it says, Who being in the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty, on high um wow just really really good there there's so much in there that we're not going to really have time to cover that all but we'll come back to verse three uh in future studies i, I can guarantee you that um last time i'd mentioned hey look up psalms 110 so psalms 110 is if you want to go back to the old testament um, as so, sort of like, you're going to go to the Old Testament a lot if you're in the book of Hebrews, because the Bible agrees, scripture with scripture. So 
But Psalms 110 has a lot of interesting verses in here that parallel to the book of Hebrews. Excuse me. So let's turn over to Psalms 110. Where it says here, uh, okay, verse 1, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. The Lord shall send the rod of thy strength out of Zion. Rule thou in the midst of thine enemies. Thy people shall be willing in the day of thy power and the beauties of holiness from the womb of the morning. Thou hast the dew of, of thy youth. The Lord has sworn and will not repent. Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. That's going to be important because we're going to come across Melchizedek um, again in the book of Hebrews. So go back to Psalms 110 and study that out. Um, let's, let's go ahead and take some time and let's go ahead and just go through verse 3 just a little bit. Yeah, let me check my notes here. I want to make sure I don't have a script, but I do have a little few things written down here. Yeah, well, let's turn over. Let's let's go off of. I, I don't. I want to skip the express image of his person. Um, I'll just tell you right now that there there's there's a lot of things that people have been arguing about. And I think incorrectly for a long time. And um, folks, we have to use the Bible as our final authority on everything. We can't go to man's philosophy and different things and traditions to try to say, well, this is the way things are. The Bible speaks for itself. And... Um, and that's all I'm going to say about that right now. But the express image of his person, there's one God, okay? One God. Now, in 1 John, it does, it does say that these three are one. Speaking of the Father, it says the Word and the Holy Ghost. These three are one. And I've mentioned before, um, when we are made in the express, we are made in the image of God. And I don't think that cannot be something that has to do with physical features. If it was physical features, you know what? Let's just turn over here. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26. Because I want you to understand what I'm saying here. But Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle, and over the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Now, if it just stopped there, I would say, okay, you have some room to talk about physical features. I'm a man, and I have certain physical features. It's not talking about that because it doesn't stop there. It says, male and female created he them. In his image, he created male and female. So it doesn't have anything to do with physical appearance. What it has to do with 
is construction. Man is constructed as a body, a soul, and a spirit. When God created man, he created body, soul, and spirit in his image. I don't, I don't know what else. I, I don't know why there's, that's such a controversial statement currently. But God, the Father, is the soul. Jesus Christ, as it says in Colossians 2 and, eight and uh, verses 8 and 9, is all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. It's the body. And it says the Holy Spirit. We are to live by the Spirit. He indwells in us. We have the mind of Christ, it says. Body, soul, and spirit. I can't explain that. I, they can separate. They're completely, they have completely different roles. Um, but yet, they're one. One God. I can't explain that I, I, as far as how all that works. I don't understand how all it works. All I know is that the, the, what the Bible says. And the Bible says, especially in, ver, in Job, I can't remember the verse now, but um, it talks about the person, God, God's person, his person, singular. And it talks about person of Christ. And then it talks about here in, in, in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3, uh, express image of his person. So that's all I'm going to say about that right now. And again, if you want to leave a comment, you want to uh, ask questions about anything I just said, I'm more than happy to keep going on that uh, because I do think it's important biblically to be biblically correct about the terms that we use, the words that we use. So that's where I stand on that. Now, as far as the next portion of the verse where it says himself purged our sins, I love that statement. Because there's such an awesome parallel to Abraham when he went up on the mount to sacrifice. And when he went up there, his son said, Father, you know, we have the lamb or we have the wood. We have the stone to build the altar. Uh, we have all these different things. This is Genesis chapter 22. In Genesis chapter 22, we have all these things. But we don't have a lamb. And in verse 8 of chapter 22 of Genesis, it says this, And Abraham said, answering his son, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. Now, as if you just were just reading, just for reading's sake, you would probably skip right over that. But it says God will provide himself a lamb. Not that God will provide the lamb himself. If you understand the difference in the in the construction of that, um, the wording of that. So when it says here, when he had himself purged our sins, that's the sacrificial lamb. That's who God provided. It provided. He provided himself in the person of Jesus Christ, who was fully God who was from the beginning, had no beginning, had no end, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. There is no creation of Jesus Christ, okay? He's always existed. He was the one, a creator. He was creator God. He was, and, and all these different things. Somehow, again, I can't explain it. 
I don't understand it. I just have faith in it. Somehow, Jesus Christ was fully God and fully man at the same time. It says in Philippians 2, uh, where we take our, our, one of our key texts for this channel, that he humbled himself and took on a form of a servant. Man, that's, it, it, it will blow your mind. Um, we can't comprehend it because in our finite wisdom, we'll never be able to. But what I do know is that we can look and see that when God reveals his scriptures to us like that, it's just really, really good. Excuse me. Now, what about this business of how it finishes up? Sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Well, let's, let's go, uh, let's read down a little bit further and uh, let's start knocking out a few more verses or else we're never going to get through uh, Hebrews chapter 1. All right, so keep that in mind. Sat down on the right hand of, maj of the majesty on high and that's the next thing we're going to talk about. Being made so much better than the angels and he, as he hath by inheritance, obtained a more excellent name than they. Philippians 2.9. If you flip over there real quick, please follow along in your Bibles. Don't take my word for it. Do not take my word for it. Read these scriptures on your, on your own. So Philippians 2 and verse 9. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name that at the name of jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth and that every tongue should confess that jesus christ is lord to the glory of god the father and um if you're if you've been in church for any amount of time you've heard that verse before and it's usually to say you know all these uh all these people out here that they just won't claim the name of, of Jesus one day will claim the name of Jesus and, and his name, every, their knees finally going to bow. Yeah. So is ours saved and unsaved. It says here that, it, that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Yes, they will. If they did not repent of their sins, they did not come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ before they died. Yes, and one day they will recognize who he is. But we will also uh, bow our knees and cry, holy, 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 this Lord God Almighty, the same thing. Um, and that's found in Revelation 5, 4 or 5, 5. The angels are, or the seraphim are saying, holy, holy, holy in chapter 4. And we're saying essentially the same thing, giving praise to the Lamb in chapter 5 of Revelation. But it says until, uh, in, in Psalms 110, it says, sit thou on my right hand until make thine enemies thy footstool. Well, that will happen as we just read there in Philippians 2.9 when he's given that name. There's also a lot of things when every knee shall bow and everything, there's a lot of things else that happened before that that plays into that, but also, um, I lost my place here. Oh, uh, turn over to first Corinthians chapter 15, first Corinthians chapter 15. 
What is this until I make thine enemies thy footstool? What, what is all this about? Let's look at 1 Corinthians 15 and starting in verse 28. Okay. And when all things shall be subdued unto him, then shall the Son also himself be subject unto him that put all things under him, that God may be all in all. So one of those things, um, when it says that when all things shall be subdued, that's all enemies, that's everything. Make thy enemies thy footstool. Read up a verse before that, though, or two verses before that. Uh, let's see, but, but, verse 25, for he must reign till he hath put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy shall be destroyed is death. The Bible says in the book of Revelation that death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. And that's, and that's it. That's all enemies. The final enemy is death. And then Jesus Christ will sit upon the throne. Uh, Philippians 2, that's also, I mean, we, we've gone through Philippians 2 several times just because of, um, the name of the channel, but, but starting in verse 1 of Philippians chapter 2, if there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels and mercies, fulfill ye my joy, that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Folks, if you're going to a place and you're um, you're calling it a church, but you're not coming together in one mind, which is the mind of Christ, as we'll see here in a minute, the Holy Spirit. If you're not meeting in the Spirit, you're not going to be able to be of one accord, because that's the only way you can be. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem it uh, other better than themselves. Basically saying what I just got done saying. Um, you can't come together in your own power and expect to not have uh, vainglory and strife. Because you're going to put yourself ahead. Uh, if, you've ever been, if you've ever been to a place where you see people trying to put themselves in front of everything else and call it a church, you know what I'm saying. But it says here, look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Again, like I said, the Holy Spirit. Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. For he was all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. But made himself of no reputation and took upon him a form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. Body, soul, and spirit. Okay, and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. And we read this earlier, wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. And then we read down through there that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And if you want to look up for a sake of time, we won't, uh, but Revelation chapter 20 and verse 14, you'll get to see how it all ends. Okay, it's kind of like reading the, the back of the book, so to speak. You know, like, hey, I wonder how this is going to end. You turn to Revelation chapter 20. I said we weren't going to turn there, but it's a live stream. We got time, and people can pause this later on if you're watching it not live. 
verse 14 of chapter 20 says, And death and hell were cast in the lake of fire. This is the second death. This is the last thing that happens. And then it says in the very next chapter, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. So God's going to make all things new. Again, the way he created it in the beginning. And we said, and when he saw that it was good. And that day, brethren, um, there will be no more death. No more sorrow, none of it. God's going to wipe away all tears, it says in verse 4 of chapter 21 of Revelation. All these things, all these things, just from the first couple of verses of the chapter of one of Hebrews. It's such a a rich book, rich. It's we're talking about four or five verses that we've gone through in one chapter in this entire Bible. Can't convince me that it was written by a man, by men. And there's no contradictions in it. Yeah. Good luck with that. Trying to trying to prove that. Um, anyways, let's keep going. Uh, verse 5. For unto which of the angels said he at any time, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. And again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. <laughs> he didn't say that to any angel. He didn't say that. One angel said that he could be like God and wanted to be like God and said, I will be like the most high God. And God kicked him out of heaven. Of course, we know that that's Lucifer, um, Satan, the devil. Um, and again, when he bringeth forth the, in, in the first begotten into the world, he saith, and let all the angels of God worship him. And of the angels, he saith, who maketh his angel spirits and his ministers of a flame of fire? But unto the Son, he saith, thy throne of God is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. Again, Psalms 110. Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore God, even thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. And thou, Lord, in the beginning hast laid the foundation of the earth. And the heavens are the work of thine hands. John 1, 1, Revelation 4, verse 11. These are some good parallel verses to look there. This is interesting right here. They shall perish, but thou remainest. And they shall wax old as doth a garment. And as a vesture shalt thou fold them up, and they shall be changed. But thou art the same, and thy years shall not fail. Okay, let's take a little bit of time right here. Wow, there's a lot in this. Let's take a little bit of time and turn over to 2 Peter uh, chapter 3. Excuse me, folks. Kalisha, can you bring me a water, please, honey? Sorry about that, folks. Okay, everybody, you're about to see my wife's arm. And thank you. So turn over to Second Peter chapter 3. 
in verse number 10. Second Peter chapter three, thank you, and verse ten. So, we just got done reading. They shall perish, but thou remainest, and they shall wax old as doth a garment, and as a vesture thou shalt thou fold them up, and thou shalt be, and they shall be changed, but thou art the same, and thy years shall fail not. Verse ten of Second Peter chapter three says, "But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise." And the elements shall melt with with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. See, folks, before he creates a new heaven and earth, he melts these this one that we're living in, the one that's been corrupted by sin since Adam. And he's going to make all things new. He's going to make all things new. And he's going to melt, it says, and the elements shall melt with, a fer with fervent heat. Uh, to think about that uh, scientifically, what it would take to completely destroy all matter, energy, and everything and start all over again, only a creator God can do that uh, because there's no, you can't wrap your brain around what it would take to do that. And we're talking about all the universe. It, it, God is great. We cannot fathom that. But see, when it talks about in verse 12, looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Again, don't get confused here if you're seeing the day of the Lord. Just be careful, because some people like to say, that well, that's when Jesus comes for us, or snatches his bride away, his, the catching up. Uh, that's not. Because there's nothing in where it talks about the catching of the way of the bride of Christ where he's melting the earth and the elements and the heavens with a fervent heat. But again, you'll see that they're changed, but he still remains. Notice that? The heavens, the works of thine hands, they shall perish. You see that? In verse 10 of, of Hebrews 1, he laid the foundation of the earth and the heavens are the, are the works of thine hands. They shall perish. Yeah, but thou remainest. Wow. And they shall all wax old at the, the garment. And I, verse 12, this really kind of got me. And as a vesture shalt thou fold them up, and they shall be changed. But thou art the same, and thy years shall fail not. Now, I know this is talking about when he melts the, as we just read there in Second Peter chapter 3 and verse 10. And also going into Revelation 20. One, I know it's talking about the earth and the heavens are melting, but look at look at Revelation chapter twenty one a little bit further down. Okay, so we know it's talking about that, but it says they shall all perish, but thou remainest, and they shall all wax old as the garments. We know this is talking about the earth and the heavens and everything. But it says, and as a vesture shalt thou fold them up, and they shall all they shall be changed. Um, notice that God remains the same. In verse 3, 
no, verse 4, And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne and said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water the life freely. When we are given in, in Revelation 5 in different places, we're giving new garments. Um, we're clothed in his righteousness. See, right now, uh, brethren, we are redeemed in our spirit and our soul. Our soul is safe and secure in, in, in the hands of God. No man can snatch him, snatch that out of his hand. Our spirit, it says, is sealed unto the day of redemption which was, I think, very biblically true to say the day of redemption is when we are caught up out of here or the dead in Christ shall rise first and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up. Uh, that's when we get our new body. So our body, soul, and spirit will be redeemed at that moment. At that moment, we are given, we're, we're made complete new in him. Where I'm going with this is that we are new creatures in Christ Jesus, but we still have the battle with this, this, this flesh, this, this the desires to want to fulfill the, the desires of the flesh, the, the temporal things, instead of the eternal. We still have that. We still have that until we die. But our body's laying in the ground. It's not been redeemed yet. Or we get caught up out of here in what's called, what is people call the rapture. That's when we're given new garments. And again, I, like I said, I know it's talking about the earth and, and different things. But I thought it was really interesting, kind of like the play on words there, that we are given new garments. We, we, we're put, we put on his robes of righteousness. And that's... That's incredible there, um, but he remains the same. Thou art the same. Um, again, verse 13, let's, let's finish up chapter 1 here. But to which of the angels said he at any time, sit on my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. Again, all this is saying this to say, like, look, children of Israel, Hebrew nation, who this is writing to, and which I believe in the time of Jacob's trouble is going to be used to witness to the nation of Israel. Um, because it's a time of Jacob's trouble. Um, but it's saying to them, look, you venerate the fathers, the the uh, the founding fathers, if you will, <laughs> but the the Abraham, the Isaac, the Jacob, Moses, and all these people on they they say, you know, man, these prophets, they came to us and and all these different things, they brought the word of, of God. And all this is saying here, look, look, which angel, which messenger, which, who has he said any of this to? And the answer is none. He's only said that to Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, fully God in the flesh. Wow. Look, folks, realize who he is. He is God. That was manifest in the flesh who died for our sins 
he is so much greater than any of these prophets and and men of old these men of renown these ones that they are they venerate as being oh so great but they were flesh and blood humans they had to sin nature just like we do god used them but none of them were god jesus christ was though and that's what it's saying are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation they were ministering spirits meaning they were just like you know they're there to proclaim the message which by the way christian that's what we should be doing just proclaiming the message not trying to sell people or convince people with a slick sales pitch or anything we are supposed to be just proclaiming the gospel to people word nothing but the word that's it just give it to people just be ministering spirits that's it because we don't we're not worthy of praise and all this other he is worthy he is worthy of praise he is um the one that was that is high and lifted up and worthy of that praise we are not so the chapter one here and by the way you know obviously it's not going to be a chapter break we're going to keep going here but um it basically starts out by just saying look all these prophets who god spoke through through days of old wow you know that that's that's good because god used them but don't venerate them don't worship them don't lift them up recognize who is god and we're quick as christians to say wow see we don't do any of that stuff we don't we don't worship idols we don't uh uh, we don't worship men. We, you know, we lift up Jesus Christ. It's those heathen over there. Well, I have to ask the question. Are you an idol in your own life? If you put yourself above the things of God, because that's what you, you'd rather be doing at that time, then you're lifting yourself up. You're placing yourself higher than he is, which is not possible you're just fooling yourself and you are placing yourself as an idol in your own life so when you say be careful when you say i don't follow any kind of men i don't follow men well person man are you following yourself as opposed to following god that's a convicting uh convicting thought in my life and i have to remind myself all the same all the time that the single most purpose in my life is to do what he wills and to lift him up and i must decrease he must increase so said all that to say this that's introduction chapter one but let's keep going therefore uh my dad uh who you can watch the interview when i was growing up as a kid every time he would preach uh, and he would come across a therefore you have to say well why is it therefore get it Anyways, so he said all this, therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. For if the words spoken by angels was steadfast, and angels there could mean messengers from, 
from God as far as like angelic beings, but more often than not, angels in the Bible are uh, messengers, uh, men that are messengers of God. Um, that's that's a different story for a different day, different study. But for if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received in a just and recompense of reward, how shall we escape? If we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him. I'll write something down here. This is, uh, again, what I talked about in the introduction to uh, the book of Hebrews. Kind of started thinking to myself that maybe this wasn't the Apostle Paul that was writing this because, well, he heard it directly from the Lord, but it's neither here nor there. God also bearing them witness both with signs and wonders and with diverse miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to his own will. It's a question there. For unto the angels hath he, hath he not put in subjection the world to come where, whereof we speak. But one in a certain place testified, saying, What is man, that thou art mindful of him, or, or the son of man, that thou visitest him? Um, that's an Old Testament reference. King David. I think that's a psalm. You know, I should have looked that up. I'm going to look that up uh, right after this. I'm pretty sure. Verse 6 of chapter 2. I'm pretty sure it was David. But it, for some reason, that's not striking me. And I keep thinking Job. But maybe I was thinking Job earlier for whatever reason. Um, place a comment on here. I, I'm going to look it up right after I get off of here, but uh, let's just keep reading. Thou madest him a little lower than the angels. Thou crownest him with glory and honor and didst set him over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet. Remember the prophecy? For in that he put all in subjection under him. He left nothing that is not put under him. But now we see not yet all things put under him simply saying um in our i guess in our vernacular say you know the story's not over yet you know we haven't seen the end we haven't seen death and hell cast into the lake of fire yet until those things happen that prophecy will not be fulfilled but rest assured it will be fulfilled but we see jesus I pray that you do see Jesus. Um, I don't show him enough uh, in my life, and uh, it's convicting. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death. Remember that? He humbled himself, took on the form of a servant. Crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. So let's stop right there for a second. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But it said, but God commended his love towards us and that while we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. He that knew no sin took on the weight of the world. Like every single sin without sinning, if you understand what I'm saying. 
but he took upon that as being the sacrifice, the perfect lamb that was sacrificed and was slain for us. He should taste death for every man. He's tasted that death for you. That it says for um, whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Everlasting life just means that you will live forever. But there is a second death. We read it earlier in Revelation 20. When death and hell are cast into the lake of fire. That's, that's the second death. Um, you don't want to be a part of that. So come to the end of yourself today and come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. It is, it's, it's simple. Come to the end of yourself. Recognize that you cannot do anything to save your eternal soul. And that he, though, tasted death for every man. He took on sin. For it became him. So he took that on. He died, was buried, and rose again on the third day, according to the scriptures, as 1 Corinthians 15, 1 and through 4 says, for your sins and mine. He did that for you. Come to the end of yourself. Remove yourself out of the equation. You cannot be good enough to be standing one day in front of a holy, righteous God. You cannot do it. You sin. You commit sins in your in your uh, mind. I do all the time. I sin all the time, even because the flesh is still here. It's the war that Paul speaks about. But one day that'll all be gone. That'll be done away with. Please be a part of that. Become a new creature. Cry out to God today. Say, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. I, I can't save myself. I don't, I'm not, I don't have a prayer. I don't have a magic phrase for you to use. If the Holy Spirit of God is convicting you of your need of a Savior, and you know this message is for you, take care of it today. Cry out to God. And if you find yourself doing that, um, just let us know about it. I don't, I'm not going to publish your name. I'm not going to do any of that kind of stuff because it's not about that. But this ministry is about spreading the gospel, proclaiming the name of Jesus Christ. It's to strengthen the Christian, of course, to go to God's word alone. But it is for you out there that is without Christ right now. So come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ today. Don't wait. Don't wait. Take care of it today. And if you see this and you, you like, I, would you please reach out and talk to me? I'll do it. We'll figure out a way to reach out and talk to you. But um, take care of it. Don't wait. Life's a vapor. It, it, it's just like the pot you sit on a stove. It's got water in it. And once that vapor comes off, you see it for just a brief moment and it's gone even if you lived to be 200 years old that's a very small amount of time on this earth and then you got to stand before god one day so stand before god one day though um with 
the robes of righteousness, his righteousness, be clothed upon, make new. So when he sees, he doesn't see you, he sees Christ, who he has made heir. It's more perfect. It's greater than all these prophets and, and man's religion and all these different things. It's greater than that. Put on his righteousness. Um, ask him today. So um, let's keep going a little bit longer uh, because I, I, I think that's, I, I feel like we should. And uh, we'll keep going. If, uh, again, just a, a reminder, just to make sure you're um, leaving comments, just let us reach out. And I, I will tell you, it's a big encouragement. Because I will just be really honest with you right now. Right now, this room, if you if I could show you everything, I have my lights, the lighting, the the audio is going, the everything's in. But this room is quiet. My wife and my babies are upstairs. They're they're getting ready for bed. They're going to sleep. There's nobody in this room, and it is very strange. Because I think to myself, I'm like, is anybody even seeing this? is is anybody even watching i know people are watching but it's encouragement to say hey we're, we we watch the video or um you know hey here's a question i know i love questions so send me some questions because that's an encouragement to me to sit in a room for an hour or so and do this on online and staring at a lens right now, it's very strange. It's not a, it's not a natural thing to stare into a lens and speak to an inanimate object. Like right now I'm staring at this thing and it's like kind of creeping me out actually, <laughs> because I just don't, uh, it's, it's not human. It's not natural for human beings to speak to nothing. That's not speaking back to them. Anyways, but uh, so leave some leave something on there, a comment, uh, question or whatever uh, on any of the videos or or you want to private message me or whatever you want to get on the Facebook page and uh, inst like direct message me. That's absolutely fine. I look forward to that interaction. So Christian, if you're out there, um, let's edify each other and uh, let me know you're out there uh, for. If you are not a Christian and if you haven't come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, I want you to reach out to me too. Talk to me. Um, standing by. Operators are standing by, so to speak. So, um, okay. We stopped in verse 9, so verse 10. For it became him for whom are all things, and by whom all, or excuse me, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons unto glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. Um, Christ is all in all. He is our strength when we're weak. Um, to quote a song, he is our all in all. And um, that's, he's given us, as I mentioned before, the promise to be heirs and to rule and reign with them. That's, that's nuts because we don't deserve any of that stuff. 
but he's adopted us as 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 talks about here uh yes yes in bringing many sons unto glory uh, lowercase s uh for sons but he's <laughs> he's adopted us and made us heirs so if you think about that like if you you write out a will and my son and my daughter i don't have a lot at all but <laughs> if i were to leave them something that's because that you know my son and my daughter i i would give them that stuff because they're my natural born children they're my 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 flesh and blood well we were strangers we were sinners but through his blood and his righteousness we are made new creatures so that we can now be sons of god um that's incredible so we are heirs to man, what's a good way oh we're i this this is maybe a not a very good way to put this but we are heirs to the family fortune god's god's and and how much money does god have it's not about money he created everything he's heir to all things he's uh for whom all things and by whom are all things he's he's everything and we're joint heirs with that because of what he did for us. Okay, that's the greatest gift ever given to man. I mean, I, <laughs> that's that's it. I mean, that's that's so incredible to even think about. If we if you sat and just thought about it for a couple seconds, Christian, we are heirs with Christ. We why are we worried about things on this world? Why do we allow ourselves to worry? Why do we get down? And trust me, a few days ago, I was down on myself too. Like, because that struggle is real in the flesh. But, but I had to realize really quickly and, and bring into remembrance always that this is all going to end one day. And we're heirs with Christ. You start realizing that your demeanor might start changing a little bit. I know it does mine. I start getting down. I start getting bogged down in this world and the things that and cares of this world. And then I think about that. I'm like, man, what am I? What am I complaining about? What in the world am I complaining about? God's been good in my life. <laughs> I've been blessed beyond my wildest dreams. I mean, that, that, that there's a song. That's a song, by the way. It, but um, that song doesn't do it justice to what actually how rich this is. Some of the things it's, it's speaking through here, but. Okay, and again, uh, or verse 12, saying, I will declare thy name unto the, my brethren. In the midst of the church will I sing praise unto thee. And that's not a, like a, a physical location like the church over there on the street corner. Uh, that is the assembly, the called out assembly, which we will one day be caught up, called out assembly in heaven, the church in heaven, so to speak, um, which the head of the body is Christ. You know, the, all these verses that I got running through my mind right now, I need to stay focused, focus. Um, midst of the church, will I sing praise unto thee. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, behold, I and the children, which God hath given me for as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood. He also himself likewise took part of the same that through death, he might destroy him that had the power of death. That is the devil. 
So if you're ever reading through parts, I love parts of the Bible um, where I guess it would just be like, okay, there's no question what it's talking about. There's other parts where it doesn't come right out and say certain things, but you have to spiritually discern and, and scripture has to match up with other scripture. And then you can say, okay, biblically speaking, because you've searched all the scriptures and you make a, a comment and somebody might say, well, I didn't see that ever in one single verse. Well, sometimes you can't see things in one single verse. It doesn't come right out and say something just as blatant as that. That's what it just said. Okay. It came out very blatantly to say um, that through death, he might destroy him that had power of death. That is the devil. So that's a part of what I was speaking about earlier. When death and hell are cast into the lake of fire, um, so let's just do a little bit of prophetic, a very condensed version of a prophetic timeline. The body of Christ, the bride, is caught up out of here, snatched up out of here. Dead in Christ shall rise first, and we are alive and remain caught up. So after that, this time of Jacob's trouble, which is a it's Daniel's 70th week. It's a week of years. So that's seven days in a week. That's seven years. Um, there's all these different things. And then Jesus Christ comes and rules and reigns for a thousand years. That's called the millennial reign of Jesus Christ, where he is ruling and reigning physically on this earth where people will see him. And to speak on the millennial kingdom would take a very long time. Uh, the, read Ezekiel, Daniel, all the minor prophets, and you'll see that uh, one of the famous verses people talk about here on this earth, where it says, they'll say, well, you know, we need to beat our plows into, uh, or swords into plowshares, meaning, you know, we need to stop doing war and just be all about peace. Until Jesus Christ rules and reigns with a rod of iron for a thousand years, there will be no peace it, until it's enforced by the King of Kings. And Lord of Lords. So if you hear somebody re reading those verses, trust me, if they're talking about now in this life, uh, they're reading it out of context. Trust me on this. Because until Satan, it says Satan's bound for a thousand years and people still rise up at the end of that after being ruled by a rod of iron by Jesus Christ himself on this earth for a thousand years, they still rebel. Why? Because there's still the sin nature of man still there he hasn't made all things new yet and then when satan is uh loose for a thousand years or at the end of that thousand years it says then he takes him death and hell everything and gets cast into the lake of fire there it is that's the prophetic timeline here where it says um that is the devil destroy him that had the power of death that's when that happens and we, you can go to Revelation uh, 20 and 21. We have already read it tonight. And deliver them, this is verse 15, who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Think about it. Your entire life, what do you, we don't like to think about it, but you think about it, it's like, one day I'm going to die. No one thinks, I mean, they may try to fool themselves into thinking they're going to live forever. I know as a young man, as a teenager, and I guess not a mature adult, I was like, man, I'm bulletproof. I can I can leap tall buildings in a single bound. You know, I can do whatever I want. I'm, I'm indestructible. And now, 
37 years old, a little bit wiser. I'm like, yeah, one day I'm going to die. And I think we all realize that. But see that? And deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. You're in bondage to, to sin because you, you're going to die one day. And if you die without Christ, you're going to also experience a second death. That would weigh on my mind too. You're subject to bondage. Christian though, Christian, we are not subject to bondage. God has not given us a spirit of fear, as it says in Timothy. We haven't, we don't have that. We're not subject to wrath. We, we didn't, we're not worried about this stuff, or at least we should not be. I, I remember in um, times in Iraq, Afghanistan, and different places, and I, I'm not going to talk very much about my military career or things that I've seen or, or whatever. Um, see my PTSD video, PTSD video about some, I briefly touched, I think a little bit on that, but, um, I, there was times where I was in some hairy situations where I was fearing death. And now that I look back on that, I said, man, I, first of all, I wasn't living right, but that's neither here nor there. Um, well, actually it kind of is because I wasn't, I didn't have the, I wasn't letting the mind of Christ dwell within me at that point. I was subject to my flesh. And so that bondage of you know, fear of death, was, I was kind of letting myself be subject to that when I am not subject to that. We are no longer bond under bondage. We're not slaves to sin anymore. He has made us free from that. We in our flesh give ourselves over to that when we don't have to. Um, so my point is, is that, look, if you still feel like you're th that fear of death, well, one day that death will be destroyed. Again, don't be a part of that second death, though. Please come to Jesus Christ as a broken, repentant sinner, realizing that none of your righteousness can do anything. It amounts to nothing. The Bible calls it filthy rags. It's nothing. One day I had to come to the end of myself and realize that as well. And uh, I don't regret it for a moment. Okay. All right. Um, let's see what time we got going on here. We're just over an hour. I want to keep going. Look at this, verse 16. For verily he took not on him the nature of angels. Now this is speaking of like angelic beings. It's not like he came in some sort of apparition or, or something like what we would consider like a superhero or something like that. It says, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. He was of the tribe of Judah. Um, through, He was of the lineage of David through both his... Uh, I guess you would call it his stepfather, Joseph. It wasn't his actual father. Um, and his mother, who, by the way, didn't share blood with him because if she had, then he would be a part of Adam's seed. But he was a Jew. He came, uh, took on him the seed of Abraham. He, he was of that lineage. 
So that, that shows it there. Wherefore, in all things, it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make reconciliation for the sins of, of the people. Look up reconciliation sometime. Just search that word in your King James Bible. Wow. For in that he himself hath suffered being tempted, he is able to succor them that are tempted. Um, I think we'll end here, but this verse the sinner is talking about when he suffered being tempted. Remember Jesus Christ um, went out into the wilderness 40 days and 40 nights and was tempted. And he was tempted in, in, in like manner as we are. But the Bible says in all things he was tempted. I mean, have you ever been taken up onto a high mountain and shown all the kingdoms of the world and Satan tell you, I will give you all of this if you just worship me? If you have that kind of story, um, wow. Okay, <laughs> I don't know if I believe you. Um, have you been taken off up to a high tower and told you to cast yourself down and or, hey, turn these stones over here into bread? No. we He was tempted in all manners that we were, and been and also tempted in major things of be above and beyond that <laughs> okay um no one's been ever tempted with those types of things um that i know of besides jesus um who else who else uh would <laughs> be tempted with like okay here's all the kingdoms of the world man can try to take over a lot of stuff but anyways that's another side. I just went on a, I was about ready to go on another tangent and I pulled myself back or the spirit did uh, anyways. Uh, but it, that's just talking about that. He suffered being tempted. He's able to sucker or uh, succor. And I, I think that's pronounced sucker then, but it basically means like to soothe um, like a mom to a baby um, can comfort you. Uh, he is the, the comforter. He said he would send his spirit. He said, I will come to you, uh, to his disciples. Um, he's able to do that if he lives within you. Christ in us can do that within you. The Holy Spirit, the Father that's in us all, can do that. Uh, them that are tempted. We can battle temptation, but you cannot battle temptation of yourself. In of yourself. I mean, you can't battle flesh with flesh. You can't do it. You'll lose every single time. Um, I used to do certain things that would some would consider, oh, these are bad habits. And yes, they were. And many a time, many a time I would be like, oh, I'm going to quit doing that. I'm going to stop doing this. I'm going to stop doing that. And I tried to do, okay, if I'll, I'll just... Avoid that one spot over there and I'll do better or I'll do this and I can do this. You can't do it in and of yourself. You have to, you have to give over to the spirit and say, I can't do this on my own. And then you have to start feeding the spirit, being in the word and letting him make the change. And uh, then that's why he's able to comfort you in those, those temptations where it comes up and you're like, yeah, I don't need that. I'm comforted right now through the Holy Spirit who was tempted in all manners as we are, yet without sin. So we'll stop there in...
the end of chapter two. Um, again, it's not exhaustive, the kind of a search and a study through Hebrews, but we're just going to hit on a lot of points. If you're watching this video a month, two, a year from now, and you have a question on there, please ask. Um, I, I've, I've said some things tonight that um, I can't remain silent on anymore, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak them because they're biblical. They're biblical ways of speaking, especially when concerning the Godhead. And, uh, and I know that if somebody, uh, maybe even friends of mine, might have a question or s think that I'm thinking a certain way, Please ask me, um, because I, if I'm unclear on something, I want I want you to understand. So, contact me. Um, I I don't mind. I don't mind. In fact, I don't mind being corrected biblically. I desire that a bunch. I want somebody to say, "Hey, brother." open up your, your Bible here. I think you're taking this out of context, this out of context, and you're seeing this wrong. And here's why scripture, 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 scripture. Um, I'll just be really honest with you. If the first thing that you're going to say to me is that, well, the church hasn't taught that for a thousand, 2000 years, uh, the church fathers said this, or if you start out with that, um, I'm going to very quickly say hey can we can we get to the bible here because men can fail and men's ways and traditions can just because we've been doing it for a long time doesn't make it right sorry it's foolish for us to think that just because something has been done a certain way by men's systems and and philosophies and dogma makes it right that's foolish thought to say brethren we need to have the mind of Christ. We need to have the word of God as our final authority for all principles of faith and practice. If we bring in traditions into that, even if you, you say to yourself, well, it doesn't seem like it's that bad. I mean, what's so wrong about this X, Y, and Z tradition or philosophy or whatever? Well, the Bible says to beware of philosophy and the vain traditions of men. So I'm just taking the, the Bible at face value. So anyways, long tangent on that, but uh, please ask the question. Um, I want to I want to mention a few things here at the end. Uh, obviously, uh, subscribe to the channel if you're watching this or and you like it or you don't like it and you want to know when a new video comes out so you can. You can blast me on, on YouTube. I do that too. I mean, again, come with the Bible though. King James Bible. Don't do not do any of these uh, new versions that have come out that um, use a lot of... Anyways, that's a very long subject. Um, but please come with the Bible. What I was going to say was, is that uh, please subscribe. Also, um, I wrote down here... In verse 3 of Hebrews chapter 1, uh, the brightness of his glory. Um, I don't know how to do this, but there's a, um, there's a, let's see if I can look it up here. I think I can without 
because I still think I'm live. Yep, okay. Uh, yes. Okay, I don't know how to link to this in the description. I'll try to figure it out, but I, again, I'm new to a lot of this stuff, so. But um, I watched this video. It's almost it's almost two hours long. Um, and I, I don't know everything about this person. I, like I said, I, I, I came across it because I was, um, when I was looking at the brightness of his glory in verse three, um, I came across this video and, um, I watched it all and it was very good. The channel name is sinners to repentance. Uh, that's the channel name, Sinners to Repentance, and the video is called The Glory of the Lord. And uh, I watched it through there, and um, I, I believe that this is a fellow brother in Christ. Um, he hasn't, he didn't say anything that I, that I could see that my spirit wasn't communing with his spirit. So, um, and it was scripturally sound. A lot of things. I mean, I can't even go describe like how many notes of pages of this, this guy had on there, but sinners to repentance is the name of the channel. The glory of the Lord. It was the video. Uh, check that out. And, um, if you check it out and you end up, you know, whatever your thoughts are on it or whatever, let me know. Um, if maybe something you found in it that you question or think that was wrong or whatever. And then, um, also if you're on this, this person's page here, Sinners to Repentance. I I think his name, I think he goes by JT. Yeah, I think he goes by JT. At least that's what I heard. But anyways, um, let him know that I sent him your way. Uh, I made a comment on the, on the video there and I was just like, wow, that that's a lot of, I, I appreciate you going to chapter and verse. And one of the comments that he had made previous to when I went on the, it was several months ago that he made this video. But one of the comments I made was, is like, man, I, I just started in Hebrews myself and on my channel and I just came across the glory, the, uh, the brightness of his glory. And then here's your, your video on it. And there was so much in it. And I just wanted to tell you, if you ever watch this video, uh, my brother, uh, for this channel, Sinners to Repentance, you ever watch this video here? Uh, I, I appreciate you, you just giving the word of God. Um, and you gave quite a bit. And so I still need to go back through it and digest it more and keep going through it. But I just wanted to publicly say something and say that I appreciated the video. Um, I don't, I don't want to sit there and recommend videos and, and, and things a lot because let's be honest, you know, I, I don't know this person personally. Um, if you ever want to directly contact me, by the way, uh, the, the one that runs this centers to repentance, uh, please uh, hit me up and uh, we can start maybe conversing. So maybe we can build some sort of a, uh, a personal relationship. But uh, uh, I don't want to sit there and just do that. But I, I felt like it was important to, to bring this up because I, I think if you watch this entire video of the glory, the glory of the Lord, I think it'll bless you. It blessed me uh, because it was just scripture. And um, what's strange... Uh, well, not strange, but I don't believe in coincidences. So um, our local body of believers is going through the book of Hebrews and also the book of Exodus um, at the same time. And so there was a lot of correlation on 
the glory of the Lord. And uh, so it was going on at the same time. So anyways, my brother, thank you for making that video. I just wanted to say something here at the end of this one. Okay. Um, and I wish I knew how to link to that, but I think I gave enough information. People can go find it. One hour and 20 minutes of elapsed time. So we've been on here a long time. Uh, it is 919 here on the East Coast. Thank you for joining me and let this mind be in you. I appreciate it. Um, I didn't see anybody joining during this live video. That's okay. Uh, hopefully, you, if you're viewing this uh, down the road, uh, you can still leave a comment and ask questions. I look forward to interaction. Look forward to it. Um, it helps. It helps me to know that I'm not just staring at a blank camera and nobody's receiving it on the other end. Because um, from what I've seen here on YouTube, like a view is counted as like somebody that's on there for like 10 seconds. So. I don't know if anybody's even watching these videos. I really don't. Um, I hope somebody is. I hope somebody's getting a blessing out of the Word of God. And I hope some people um, are watching these videos that are without Christ. And the Holy Spirit is convicting you of your need of a Savior. That's what I really pray that that is happening. And um, so let me know. Appreciate you. Um, I, I'm so thankful that God has um, put the desire of, on my heart to do this. Um, if you knew me personally, you would understand that uh, I'm very introverted by nature, but I shouldn't revert back to my own nature. I should have the mind of Christ, and that's that's who allows me to do this because and of myself, I wouldn't be putting myself out there like this, um, not with complete potential strangers all around the world watching it. Okay. Um, I do get nervous on that, but anyways, that's just me revealing a little bit about myself. Um, it is really quiet in this house right now. And it's, that's a strange sound because, uh, you got two young kids upstairs, three small dogs, so it's usually pretty uh, busy around here. So anyways, be praying for me, brethren, sisters out there. As I continue to do this. Um, and uh, th things are getting worse and worse. Things are waxing worse and worse. Um, there's events in the news that are happening. And people are like, oh my goodness, what are we going to do about this? What are we going to do about that? Uh, I just can't be worried about that kind of stuff I, I, it, it, it's amazing the difference that God has made in my life about a lot of different things over the past year and a half especially and um, I just want to give him all the praise and honor and glory for that um, and I regret the fact that I wasn't like this for the majority of my Christian life um, so alright y'all I said last live video, I don't know how to end a live video, and I still don't. <laughs> uh, but thank you for joining me on Let This Mind Be In You uh, on this channel. Um, subscribe to all the different stuff. You know, I'm not monetized, so 
It's not like I'm getting any extra money out of it. So click on it, like it, subscribe to it, ask questions. Um, Facebook, let this mind be in you ministries. Just search for that. You, you should find it. I'm the only one there. Um, podcast is available on Apple podcast. Just search, let this mind be in you, uh, the channel. And you'll see Michael D'Angelo right underneath it with a picture of the King James Bible. That's my podcast, which is the videos that are on my YouTube channel that are currently going over to my podcast um, as of right now. If you want to, this, this just popped in my head. If you want to, I want to figure out a way that I can actually interact with people through, um, I guess Google Hangouts or Skype or there's like Zoom. There's all sorts of different um, ways of doing it. Um, but if you have any suggestions on that or the best way to do that, please ask or recommend that kind of stuff. Um, first of all, I'm on a shoestring budget, meaning it's everything's coming out of my own pocket anyways. And I'm not, I'm not looking to spend a whole bunch of money, but I'd like to be able to communicate with people uh, in different parts of the world or country uh, part of the country here and uh, have some like live fellowship going on i see people do them but i don't understand how it's doing it i kind of get it through through like a different software and stuff but i don't understand how how they do it per se um so if you have any suggestions please send those my way too um there's several channels that do it but um Anyways, I'm going to get off here. I've really enjoyed this. We made it through. Did we make it through three chapters? I already say, join us next time as we cover Hebrews chapter one, verses one through three again. Because <laughs> we can probably do that every single time um, and still point out new things. No, we made it through chapter two. Okay, so we'll we'll be in chapter three next time. Um, so search for this video. Uh, you'll see it in under the uh, Hebrews uh, folder. So that's how we're going to end it. Appreciate you guys. Um, I don't have anything. Is there something I was missing? For, you ever have that nagging feeling that you're like, man, I'm missing something. I wanted to say something. But I guess it, it's not that important. Or I'll remember it and I'll put it in the comments below uh, <laughs> once I post the video. So, anyways, a lot on my mind. I mean, it's it's hard to just condense it all down into these little snippets. And I try. I'm going to try really hard to do through the power of the spirit um, to not be so long. Uh, this to date, this is the longest video that I've done. Being live stream, it's it's a lot easier to do obviously but and I don't think I think everything went well with uh, the technical side of the house which I'm very thankful for so all right you guys I love you in the Lord uh, join me next time and uh, be looking for more videos I'm about ready to uh, be on a break from some school 
Uh, I should have about 16 weeks where I don't have schooling. So I'd like to be on here a little bit more. I still got family commitments. I still got my uh, local body of believers here that um, trying to get out more and uh, do more things outreach wise. So um, I don't know how much more I'll be on here, but I'd like to be a little bit more to start building the, the, uh, the interaction the uh, and all that. So anyways, that's it for now. Thanks so much for joining.